0: Here comes the intro. Skip forward 30 seconds if you want to get right to the episode. This is the Tailboard Talk podcast, the best health, wellness, and lifestyle resource for the fire service. We're using stories, lessons, and tips from the front lines to give a realistic view of what the job can do to us and how we can make it out alive. I'm Chris Morella, a firefighter since 03, medic since 05, full-time since 08, and promoted to lieutenant in '20. I'm also a personal trainer and strength coach, and I'm here to give you the best information and host the best discussions to make us capable and durable, both on the job and away from it. So grab a heater, steal some fancy creamer from First Shift, and let's go chat. Well, you're back. Hello. I looked, and the last episode you were on was November 17th, I think.
1: Wait, November?
0: I mean, um, I have to look. We're in November now, right? October? Mm-hmm.
1: August.
0: August. Hmm. August 17th. Anyways, it was o- about two months ago. Yeah. Had some episodes since then. um And also,
1: they've been very good episodes, too.
0: Well, let me ask a question. Sure. And also, <laughs> we gained a little more of an audience since then, just in the past, like, three episodes. So the um, Molly one, and mm-hmm. then Joe Galley one, and then Patrick one. Mm-hmm. And then Kurt and I is, tr- is kind of keeping up with that. So yeah. I told Kurt, I'm like, oh, those three before us, there was like, A peak. They were awesome episodes, and we're just riding the honeymoon of that, and then it's all going to come crashing down. He was like, "Yeah, we'll take care of that momentum for you." (laughs) So, um, (laughs) but let's go back then. So, a lot of people may not know you at all because you're not like a social media guru. No, not really on there. So, why don't you just introduce yourself real quick? Even just your name.
1: My name is Katie. Good
0: stop there. (laughs) Now. Okay, so you said you li- what are some of your favorite episodes since you've been on? Do you mean to pull up like a list of them?
1: Since I've been on, yeah, like in just my episodes or like all of them? Like, no, since thing?
0: the last time you were on. Oh,
1: um, they've all been really interesting and good in their own ways. Um,
0: <laughs> Jesus, they have great personalities. <laughs> Treat you right. All <laughs> uh, <Bunch of> losers.
1: <laughs> no, everyone was very fascinating because I. All
0: right, so tell me why. The cat Pope one is your favorite episode since you've been. Out. I want to be her friend. Yeah, you can be.
1: Can, if you're listening, I want to be your friend. Um, I I just thought I related to that one so much when she was saying things about spike cleaning. Spike, I do that all the time. I think that's what she called it. Yes. Or when she was talking about how, oh, I really do like my and love my husband. I'm like, I have multiple thoughts like that a
0: week. Like, oh, I can't wait to have that. <laughs> second, the second part of that thought, which is like, oh yeah, I do like him. Yeah, <laughs> not just all the stuff I hate about
1: you. I like. She just, I liked her. She was very her her story. Well, I find her job very fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I could never do it. Yes, because I'm a scaredy cat. Yeah, and that stuff just kind of creeps me out. But I find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. So she was great. I really liked her. I think I listened to that one twice, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because once I was in the car, and sometimes I don't like fully pay attention, so I'm like, I feel like I you need... do
0: not pay attention when you're in the car no, at all. It. By the way, I do
1: listen. Never been in an accident. Never got a ticket. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Anywho, <laughs> I think I listened twice because I was it was I think I was taking Nathan daycare or school or I don't know. I was in the car, so I re-listened to it again when I was cleaning. Yeah. Um. So that was just I just liked your personality. I liked your banter. Yeah. I could just relate to it. It's probably the first ones where I could really relate to a lot of things that were being said, not necessarily like the drinking stuff, but just like saying. the, <laughs> just the emotional side of it, um, and just like how she's talking about her husband. I just thought it was funny because yeah. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I don't have an issue with drinking, but I do find those things f- funny because I think the same way sometimes. Yeah. Um, so she's she's definitely my top.
0: So that one was that one was called Cat Pope is the. Last responder you need to know. That's the title of it. Yeah. Because she calls herself a last responder because mm-hmm. she's um the last one there. But um What else? Any other ones sticking out in your mind? you don't I, have to. Like you don't have um, to lump everybody into participation trophies here.
1: Well, I thought the one with you and Patrick was the like the first, the first twelve 10 minutes. The first it. ten minutes was hysterical. Yeah. Um and only because just knowing them personally, I could just see both of their personalities in the conversation that Patrick was explaining.
0: When he said, Bluey's dead. Yeah, and she had a little sorry, cry, and yeah. I gave her a little hug. <laughs>
1: yeah. And I was like, oh. Yeah. I was like, Patrick's acting the same way Chris would act in a situation similar to this, where you, there was something that I wanted, and you're like, ah, whoopsie doodles. These things happen. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Go Hawks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was split... Um Feedback on that one of like I feel like Patrick's really rooting for the Hawks on this one. <laughs> <laughs> not that he doesn't want his not that he wants his chickens to die, but he wants the Hawks to be happier than he wants his chickens to live. Listen, at the that end of the sense. day,
1: we know who runs the house. If Beth wants Hattie. twelve chickens, <laughs> Hattie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If Hattie wants twelve chickens, yeah. there's gonna be twelve chickens at Patrick's house. Yep,
0: and they're coming in the sunroom. Yep. Um, okay, two questions. They're connected together. Okay. What's your favorite thing that happened in the past week? And also, how many times in the past week have you felt like the worst parent ever in the whole world? Mine number is three.
1: <laughs> your number is three? Yeah. That's it?
0: Uh, well, yeah, I had to go to work twice. <laughs> so. um, and one of them was actually when I was at work. Yes. So.
1: Um, All right, let's start with what was the best thing this week? Yeah. Nathan went on his first field trip. Mm-hmm. That was fun for him. That
0: was part of my worst parent ever. <laughs> yeah. Good, you're bringing up all my worst ones so far.
1: Um, So I thought that was cute. He was very excited to go to the field trip. Mind you, the field trip was at the fire station, so it's a little well, anticlimactic for him. No, it
0: was not. So <laughs> I forgot about that, so now my number's four. <laughs>
1: okay. Um,
0: all right, so how many times have you felt like a terrible parent this oh, week?
1: Probably like once a day, yeah. every day.
0: Good. We're
1: just in a tough season, and... At the end of the day, the hardest part about this season right now is managing I think our own emotions and expectations. Hmm. So when I let that little angel of ours, a hole. Yeah. Get the best of me. And then I am not the best parent in my head. <laughs> I'm like, God yeah. I won. And then you feel bad. So you 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 know, you guilt trip yourself and be like, Whatever you want, but and he's like, That's yeah. right. My plan that,
0: worked. Well, yeah, that happened on my one of the days I felt bad was when you guys came and visited me at work, and he just wanted to play, and there was just mm-hmm. way too much stuff mm-hmm. in that station. And so I was like, just had to tell him, no, 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 and then he wanted to run away at the end because he, want, he wanted to run away because he didn't want to stop playing, like mm-hmm. the fun to stop, but he ran like into the street almost. So. I feel
1: like you need to preface it, saying like, our child is a runner, so anyone listening who's got a kid who's a runner, they yeah. just run.
0: He's a runner. Um, but then you said on the way, and when you got in the car, he was like, he, he was
1: like, Mama, I'm sad. I'm like, why are you sad, buddy? What's the matter? He goes, Nathan's not a good listener. Yeah. And I was like, okay, now I feel like garbage. Thanks a lot. Cool. And then okay. he fell asleep three seconds later. Time to cry. <laughs> yeah. To, oh, have yo. a little cry. Have a little cry. Have a little hug. Yeah. Let him
0: watch shows in bed. Pretty much. See you tomorrow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one of the questions that I, I asked for topics for today, two different episodes I had in my head for today fell through. Because Kurt got sick from not he doesn't have covid he's got sick someone came to work sick saying it was allergies got him sick so couldn't record with him and then i was going to tell the story about when i was on probation and i there was threatened layoffs and i started running that by joe galley just to get like an idea of what i could say and not say to get in trouble mm-hmm. and so we talked about it but then he was like hey wouldn't it be good if you had like a couple other guys that you got hired with on like walzac because oh, he was because yeah. i was 23 right when i got hired Mm -hmm. and he was like "Well, jason was like 36 or 37 and me getting laid off was like oh that sucks but i'm on three other lists jason had a totally different thing going he had Mm -hmm. a a house he was rehabbing a job he was trying to leave yeah a lot you know he had a lot of stuff going on so a layoff with him would for him would be like devastating yeah Yeah. so i was like well i can't just come in and talk about that alone then i'll have to get jason on here to talk about that good call, Um, Joe. Yeah. Stupid Joe Galley. So then I asked for questions, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things that came back was talking about ways you can spot PTSD in your partner and things that your partner can do, things that the spouse or partner at home can do for themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that's a little, I mean, it's not out of our depth because we get, went to the Molly Jones mm-hmm. speech. Right. But that made me kind of think, so sorry. Matt Spade, I'm deviating from your suggestion. One it made me think of was when we went to that Molly Jones one, um, and she has her episode on here too. It's uh, Molly Jones is here for firefighters. She uh, works for the Advanced Recovery Systems, which is partners with the IAFF Center of Excellence. Yeah. What?
1: I like how you can just rattle that off, but you have to think about any time you have to give one of our kids birthdays.
0: Well, the, the years are weird. <laughs>
1: okay. Anyways, yeah. go ahead.
0: So she had her episode, and then we went to her her um, presentation like a week later, mm-hmm. right? Something like yeah. that. And one of the things that we both immediately keyed in on was when she was talking about compassion fatigue. Mm-hmm. And I was um, sitting behind you because it was a circular table, so I was behind you. And uh, besides you yawning through the whole thing, I didn't see much agreement, but afterwards you were like, oh, that, we definitely have comp- compassion fatigue, so we got to take care of that. Mm-hmm. So what what about that when she was presenting kind of caught your ears and kind of perked you up a little bit?
1: Well, just in case Molly is listening, I was not yawning because your presentation was boring. I was yawning because I was exhausted. <laughs> I thought your presentation was very fascinating and interesting, and you did a good job. Um, now, who's your question?
0: Why did that catch your attention so quickly?
1: Oh, because we've talked about it before, about compassion fatigue. And before having kids, there was really no like, Compassion fatigue on my end.
0: When did we talk about... Did I talk about it with me?
1: Like you... if something that you were discussing and like I think you were learning about... Not necessarily like learning about it but talking more about it at work or something. You had just brought it up as um, a topic of conversation and I didn't really understand it. This was... I just remember this from like years ago. It was just one of those things that I'm like... It kind of stuck with me when you talked about like the first time like probably seven years ago maybe. Yeah. Um, it was just one of those little nuggets that just stuck and then they were talking about it again... I was like, we definitely both have that.
0: Yeah. Right now. Do you remember what it was generally? You rattle off like the not the parameters for it, but what
1: Um, I think it was more just being I'm probably gonna butcher this. But I think it was just like you're almost like just drained from worrying about like everybody else and like that constant needing of attention from other like someone always kind of needing you. I could I could be wrong, but I think that's kind of like the general lame
0: but yeah you're you're tired of giving compassion to everyone yeah. else, mm-hmm. right not receiving any or or just it being a constant strain, so basically you get apathetic towards things you should really give a shit about, right, like the kids like, <laughs> yeah and one of one, I know one of the examples was like, now I can't remember exactly the wording of it, but basically it was like you don't feel bad about punishing your kids, or you don't feel bad about unfair something unfair happening to your kids or someone close mm-hmm. to you, where you right. you look at this thing. That you should really care about, Mm -hmm. and really have an emotional connection to, and if something bad happens to that thing or that person, you're like, ah, what are you going to do? More than just like the tough guy, like ah, suck it up or yeah, brush it off, be a boy or whatever, right? Um, But like, really, not just just couldn't even be bothered by Mm -hmm. feeling bad about it. I know there's been at least one time that I can kind of think of with Nathan when that happened. I was like, well, there you go, like that happened. You fell down and now you're hurt and Mm. Or when I've been when I've come home from work tired or just stressed or whatever and I've put him in the thinking corner. Mm-hmm. You know, I put him in timeout and he's just throwing a fit and I'm like, too bad. It's yeah. and it doesn't it's not even too bad as like, Yeah, I'm sorry, man, you really have to do this and I really have to teach you a lesson. It's like just sit in the corner and shut up for a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. And uh luckily I've been able to see that or like recognize the difference in that and be like, woo. That is not a good response.
1: Well, I think we've both done a better job of kind of calling each other out on situations like that when one of us is starting to get snippy Yeah. for no reason. I mean, there's obviously a reason, but like for no reason. Like when they're just doing like their name, normal, same old things and it's just sensory overload. Yeah. And you're like, I can't do that right now.
0: Well, the good part about confas- compassion fatigue. Oh, I'm going to take my notes. Because there was... Um... I took notes during... I saw. I was talking... Um, there was a timeline to it and there's also, that was the last thing basically before burnout. And once you get to burnout, it's like
1: mm-hmm.
0: it, not intensive, but you got to do some stuff mm-hmm. to get out of burnout or to remedy mm-hmm. the effects of burnout. But I remember her saying for compassion fatigue, it's like, you usually just need some time off, like time away from the issue or time off of work a little bit. And, you know, we didn't really get into how much time off, but I know that the times when I felt like I was really stressed out at work just having the one Kelly day, you know, or one vacation day. Mm -hmm. So five days off total was enough to go back and not be immediately irritated by something. Right. You know, but then there's other times where you have, you know, we've gone on camping trips and I'll have three shift days off. So almost 10 or 12 days off. And I go back and first thing in the door, you're like, God. Yeah. Send me home again. Yeah. You know, and that's, I think that's just the way it is though. Cause Mm -hmm. there's definitely some calls at work that no matter how good your day is going or what, positive thing you're looking at there could be a patient like a repeat patient that you just don't jive with yeah or a situation that you've been in just so many times that even though you're in a good mood and you're coming back to work after days off that's not a buffer like as soon as you get put in that situation again with whatever it is you just snap right back into that irritated state you know mm-hmm. so that's difficult but yeah that was one of the things i remember her saying was compassion fatigue is like a little bit of reflection, a little bit of acknowledging what's going on, and then some time away and you're, you're standing a chance of feeling better, mm-hmm. not as terrible, you know? Great. Right. So whenever you're ready to take a break, I mean, we just went on our camping trip. Yeah. But that was like the first time we've been away from both kids. Ever. Since, since the second one was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been bugging you to get a babysitter.
1: Yes. Coincidentally, I talked to Patrick's wife about that one. So yeah. I have an app to sign up for. But I've been working on it. Babysitters are hard. Yeah. Very hard. I mean, I see now as a kid who babysit, I'm like, oh, this was like an actual like honor. Someone like trusted me with their children.
0: <laughs> like this was kind of a big deal.
1: Yeah. I'm like now cause I'm like, there are psychopaths out there. Would
0: you have trusted you? Like looking back at you. Yeah. When you were yeah. babysitting, would you mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'd hire Katie? Yeah. Yeah. Of course you would. Of course I would. Nerd.
1: I was a very good kid. I know, I'm like somebody at this table.
0: I babysat once. I, babys- <laughs> for I babysat who? once. I don't know. I can't remember. Was it a person or a dog? Well, here's, here's the story is: I was babysitting. I must have been one of my mom's friends or something like that. I don't. I can't remember. You're babysitting who it
1: was. like the friend, the, your mom's friend, or her kids.
0: The kids. Okay. Yeah, I was babysitting my mom's friend.
1: I know she just needed someone to sit with her for a minute.
0: Awkward. <laughs> her mom's, my mom's. It must have been one of my mom's friends. And there was like two kids or something like that. And all I had to do was they, they were already in bed. I think. And all I had to do was like, keep them in bed. And if they woke up, show them where the refrigerator was. I barely remember it. What I remember is I was downstairs and all of a sudden I thought someone was breaking in the house because something was coming down the stairs. Like I thought some, I thought one of the kids was falling down the stairs at first, but it was like rhythmic. It was like, like thumps coming down the stairs. Right. And I was like, what is going on? The house is pretty much dark except for the one. It was a, it was a house like our size, Mm -hmm. enormous mansion. And, uh, I turned the corner and the entire time I was there without me knowing there was like a 80 pound, uh, golden retriever (laughs) on the second floor in somewhere and it had three legs and now oh, it was that's funny coming down the stairs and it was like thumping its fat ass down the <laughs> it stairs was
1: like booty scooting down kind
0: of but it was like dunk, 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 <laughs> dunk, dunk. and i was like what the fuck is going on in here
1: how'd they forget to tell you they had a dog or did they tell you and you I forgot?
0: think I, I can't remember where i was so they could have told me a million <laughs> things I, and also they probably just thought like this fat dog's going to sit up in its room all night you know and for some reason it came down the stairs and yeah. it scared the crap out of me but that's my babysitting story
1: so would you have trusted you looking back at yourself to babysit? Cause I would not trust you to babysit.
0: No, I mean, no. I was I was a bad babysitter. I was a bad employee. Like with the fire department jobs, I was fine. But other jobs I had, I just didn't show up for. Just didn't care.
1: It's hard to see you having like an actual job.
0: Well, I worked as a. Sandwich, I was a sandwich artist for a while.
1: It was not like two weeks.
0: It was a. I don't know. It was a little. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure. I mean, I think I just. It didn't work out. I left a bunch of stuff out one night. Like. The lights right. i left the lights on and Anyways,
1: the, maybe you should stop talking the big sandwich board
0: like in front of, on the sidewalk and i guess they got a note from the city like don't do that and i got in trouble I was like i don't care and then i was uh i worked for a company that supplied score keepers to hockey games like sit and run the clock and run the scoreboard mm-hmm. and there was that was unfortunately right at the end of high school for me and i didn't care about much and so i was going out and staying out late and then i slept through like two or three mornings worth of games, and that didn't last long either. But here I am.
1: You eating kids not needing a job.
0: No, I needed one. I just couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't bring myself to give a shit. Um, what else about, anything else about compassion fatigue? I think that was important just to like kind of say as a thing and also, I mean, I've definitely experienced it several mm-hmm. times. Like you said, I didn't remember talking to you about it seven or eight years ago or whatever you said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now we both have it. Well, I think it would
1: Well, I definitely think that hearing her talk about it and going, yeah, that's totally. Like, for me personally, like, I need a break. Like, I love our kids to death, but I am, at the end of the day, let's face it, I'm like the default parent. So whenever they are hungry or tired or cranky or have an owie or like, it's, they come to me. Yeah. I mean, they come to you and you do all the things too, but like,
0: I got to force him to come to me, though. Yeah. Like, whenever Nathan gets hurt, he wants to run and show you. He wants Mm -hmm. to show you. (laughs) Yes. What it is. I'm like, just come here and show me. Yeah. I'll brush it off just like mom will. It's not a big deal.
1: Yeah. So, I think it definitely made going on our trip, just the two of us, like, okay, we need this. Yeah. I need this.
0: Did you feel better when we came back? I did. Because I remember saying, like, before we left, you're like, I think the thought of us going away for three days is going to get me through the next week and a half. I was like, that's a long-ass time (laughs) be clinging on to this little trip we got going
1: but as we talked about before i love when you're home i love you around but when you're at home my day goes so much smoother yeah so i've just and i've noticed too like even coming back and kind of even leading into that as far as like the compassion fatigue it's almost like i just have started and this is gonna sound so bad but i've stopped worrying about what you're doing and just keep pretending like you're not home yeah because i'm like okay it does sound bad you're right because i'm like well here's my day like here's my schedule like I have things they want to do with them or take them somewhere because if I don't do things, all of us are just cranky. Yeah. So and you have a lot of things that you need to do, and it's not necessarily always being with us. And so I've just noticed that if I just plan my day and my week how I want to plan it and what I need to do, then we can fit you in, <laughs> in the in the pockets. Yeah. But I think it's worked out better because like today, you what did you do today? Are you you were, <laughs> you, were, <laughs> you were home last night. You what were home. you you, you were home last night. So. We all got up together. We hung. You hung out with the kids for like the two hours we were home, mm-hmm. and then I took the kids for the entire morning because I wanted to take Nathan to like his little story time and to the library. Went to the park and yeah. If I had to wait around, I'd be like, do you want to do this with us or do like worry about like what are you doing? Do you need to be around? Like, what's going on?
0: <laughs> do you need to be around us? <laughs> do you need to be
1: around <laughs> us? It kind of just derails my day, and then it's just almost like another person have to think about feelings yeah. for the day, and it's just easier to pretend that you're not home. <laughs> And anyone who's staying, who's listening, who's the stay-at-home parent understands it because you don't have a typical job. Yeah. So I can't be like, hey, Monday through Friday, it's like, here's our schedule because dad's gone or, you know, whatever. And then Saturdays and Sundays could be the the fun days. Like sometimes Wednesdays and Thursdays are their fun days. And then Saturdays and Sundays are like Monday and Tuesday. So if I just run our my week like a Monday through Friday and fit you into those pockets, yeah. it works out better for me. Okay. And I'm less annoyed. Hey, whatever
0: works out for you, lady. So... That's fine. That's how I'm
1: overcoming my compassion fatigue. Just <laughs> By just cutting <laughs> me out of the equation. Just <laughs> one less person to give a shit. Just make sure you go to work and you get a paycheck. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Kind of. Huh?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, well done. Anything else? It's um, okay if this is a short one. This is just something I thought was a good topic. We can talk. I mean, we can try to shoehorn in PTSD stuff, but
1: yeah. I mean, I feel well. I read the PTSD question, and obviously, we're not professionals to fully discuss that. And like, I was thinking about it after you showed me the question. As far as like signs, I could be wrong, but I just from like my memory of our history together. View there's only to me only one call that I can recall that was. Almost had like an after like a negative aftermath. Yeah. Like I, and for the most part, I, mean, I, f- I feel like we've lived together in like forever. Well, yeah, but like you weren't in very long before we started. We lived together, so I, I think yeah. I've been around for a lot of your milestones with the department, as far as like seeing the you the next morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that time, I can only think of one call that there was quite the aftermath from that was probably like a few hard weeks and then some easier months afterwards yeah but i don't feel like i didn't think that caused you like ptsd i feel like that was very draining well that's, i don't necessarily know if they would even like go ahead sorry
0: um because
1: you know what i'm talking about right you know yeah. what i'm talking about
0: but that's not and that's one of the things about ptsd is that like you can have one call that 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 can be the the final drop in the bucket, mm-hmm. you know, or like the straw that breaks the camel's back or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that not one, no one thing can give you PTSD. It's going to be like these thirteen years or fourteen years right. full of stuff, and mm-hmm. then this one thing just happened to break it open, and then you. It's not like a light switch; you have it, but it's no. like more or less uncovered or it's active. Then, um, and then it's something that's a condition that you develop over mm-hmm. a long period of time. And then it's a lot like an injury. Like mm-hmm. Kurt and I just talked about back injuries in the last episode. Mm-hmm. How I listened. very rarely is it one thing that
1: mm-hmm. your
0: back has a hundred percent and then it's broken. Right. It's like it was slowly degrading in its strength over time. And then the, a, a little benign movement can just totally rupture it. Right. So that's a lot like PTSD mm-hmm. it can be brewing for a long time and then eventually it just like develops and, yeah. and one catalyst can kick it off or it can just be like, um, Nothing fancy's happening. Nothing like eventful's happening. But now somebody's having trouble sleeping and nightmares and mm-hmm. weight loss and withdrawing and all the—I guess all like the typical or clinical signs of right. depression or something like that. Yeah. You know,
1: I don't think I've ever seen that with you. I can definitely tell when you've had like a frustrating few shifts because yeah. you definitely your whole attitude and demeanor changes. But as far as like. PTSD goes. I don't feel equipped to answer that question as far as like, because I can only go based on you.
0: Yeah, you'd be out of your league to try to handle it or like treat it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But just recognizing that something else, something's off or something's right. like goofy, is probably more valuable than a lot of things. Yeah. I would say.
1: Well, yeah, I definitely think. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think I can catch on to when things are shifting in their in your brain. Yeah. Or your feelings, your whole demeanor changes. So I think as far as like. What I can do is just—you almost have to be aware. That comes with time, I think, like being aware of your partner's behavior, yeah, and their general normal, quote unquote, personality, as opposed to when they come home and somethings amiss. I'm not talking about just being cranky because they didn't sleep all night, like,
0: which is not the only reason you can be cranky. We just had this—I know—skirmish the other day.
1: Yes, uh, skirmish. You hear a word sometimes. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, if, if you've had a few frustrating shifts, like within like two, three weeks. Your demeanor's off for like two, three weeks. Yeah. And you're just a bundle of joy. Well, it's
0: usually because something's happening that I have to continue to Mm -hmm. deal with. And it's very, I would say it's more, probably in the past six or seven years has been less the calls Mm -hmm. and more like either situations at the department or personnel issues Mm -hmm. or um, stuff that happened in that shift. I'm like, great, this will be a project for the next month. I have to put up with this now or, or whatever the case may be i guess that's a good a good uh just a, a light touch on it to yeah kind of
1: and i think just as far as i know the second part of the question was like what like me like mm-hmm. your partner can do for themselves like me like i'm not exactly sure what they mean by do for themselves but i know with you when you get in those moods i have to remind myself it's not me you're annoyed with hopefully <laughs> at least for 90% of it yeah. um that's it's whatever situation that's going on at work is the problem. Yeah. And as we tell Nathan, like, you can be in your feelings, you can be all these things, but...
0: You can't be destructive.
1: You can't be destructive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no biting. Well, no, and then I and I think we've gotten better, too, and I think this probably just comes with time, and I think time within your relationship, time with your person, like, truly understanding, having hard conversations about feelings. Mm. Um and just kind of understanding each other and knowing how to approach the subject yeah. be like hey what's going on
0: well maybe which can be easy and hard yeah i mean as you're saying that i'm thinking back to what kind of molly was saying i think in the episode where she was like yeah some people just won't ever have these conversations with their spouse like mm-hmm. it's just not happening and i mean i guess if you know that's the deal then that's the deal yeah right so i guess at that point I mean, what would you do if I was like, you could obviously tell something was going on, but I was like, listen, I'm never going to talk to you about this stuff. And I think some guys do that maybe because they don't want to burden their partner with it without knowing. So there's that thing called vicarious trauma. Mm -hmm. They don't know about that, but they just know like, I don't want to be a burden. Right. You know, or uh, whatever the case is, if I told you like, yeah, you're just going to have to live with me being angry. I'm never going to talk to you about it.
1: Oh, well, I'd be like, there's a door. See ya. Okay, hard ass. No. Yeah, right. Um, no, I I would say, I, f- I would assume that'd be a conversation we'd have before we got married. Or if it was something that happened after we got married, because you got hired afterwards, mm-hmm. I would say then you have to go one, you have to go see a therapist. And whether that's at work, seeing a peer support person at work who's going to tell you you need to go talk to somebody. <laughs> And then I would say and then we as a couple need to go talk to somebody because this isn't Yeah. I, I think you have to know yourself. If you're okay with living like that, go for it. Don't talk to each other. <laughs> but that that for me personally that just would not work. Sounds okay. Sound, yeah. That that wouldn't work for me. So I'd be like, here are our options. Yeah. And I'd probably actually if that's what you said to me, depending on how and why I read the you know situation, I'd probably call your brother. Yeah. And be like, you need to talk to some sense into this turkey. Like, he's got an issue. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So. What if you're married to someone who says half the conversation is their head and the other half out loud? How annoying would that be?
1: I mean, it depends on what the conversation is. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All of them. (laughs) Like when we were driving the other day and you said, oh, Joe looks like you lost some weight. (laughs) They're stopping, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) And I said... Who is stopping what? And you said, when they're driving down the floor, they're going to stop halfway. And I said, oh, fuck me, right? I should have known that.
1: You should talk to your brother more. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Okay. Do you want to leave uh, any messages for Cat um, before we go? I really <laughs> like her. Your, your girl her. crush on Kat? I do.
1: <laughs> she was great. I really liked her. Not that I don't like all of your people. Yeah. Um, but I just, I think that was the first one. That's probably only like the only other, if I remember correctly, like the, kind of the only other person you've had where kind of talked about some relationship things so i think i just related a little bit more
0: besides molly probably yeah
1: yeah but this was before molly yeah um and like molly was fascinating because she got kind of more into like the technical terms of things and yeah probably fasc- fascinating on a different level where this was like oh no i spike clean. oh no there's times i look at my and I'm like okay i do like you I do love you, but I just don't know if I like you right now. Yeah. You do, know.
0: Do you feel like giving me any congratulations that Ryan Reynolds commented on one of my Instagram posts? <laughs> that P- was, publicly?
1: That, that was so amazing. I'm so glad you pointed it out to me.
0: You're welcome. So, <laughs> someone had to. You
1: know who was excited for you?
0: Everybody else. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Everybody Listen. else who chose to tell me, no, it's really him. He's really He really <laughs> comments on people's stuff, and he probably... Actually, did laugh, and you're like, Man, his media team is really on it, huh? And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. You well, know thanks what? for Someone's joining. got to keep you grounded, okay, <laughs> mister? Yeah, thanks. You're All right. right. Thanks for hanging out, guys. If you guys like what Kate and I talk about, don't get used to it because she's never coming on again. <laughs> um, you can send us coffee money. Go to the Buy Me a Coffee page on the website, and talk to you guys soon. Be a four shifter. Say bye. Bye. Oh, you want to say the slogan? All right. Good. You still remember it. Dur- durable and
1: oh durable and capable ca- on uh, the job and away from it, away
0: from
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> grab some creamer from first shift and something in a heater and let's go chat <laughs> yeah bye <laughs>